0: Ukrainians Identity and Dignity Podcast is on the air. Within the last few months, the world has unveiled Ukrainians as a nation of courageous and indomitable people who relentlessly struggle for their freedom. We showed our enemy what they should expect if they jeopardize our dignity. A core value of Ukrainians. A lot of people worldwide now follow the news from Ukrainian hotspots, but we believe that without understanding our identity and the circumstances that formed us, the world won't be able to understand us enough, which will limit the prospects of support and cooperation. So what makes us who we are? What is the bottom line of the Ukrainian people's dignity? In this podcast we will tell you about the milestones which form our identity and make us a part of the European community. And today we present to you another episode of Rubrik War Explained. We'll begin to continue reflecting on not all Russians, while making collective responsibility the motif of our talk. Once we refer to the collective responsibility, why can't we draw a parallel between Nazi Germany and Putin's Russia? Back in the middle of 20th century it was the German people who were blamed for the Nazi crimes after World War II, not only Hitler. Germans were ostracized for what they did. So should be Russians. They must accept the collective guilt for the war crimes in Ukraine. Otherwise their society will produce many more Putins and history will be repeating itself. This way malice and depravity on the national scale leads to the collective responsibility. Is there a phenomenon that precedes it? We might excerpt from history that the driver to this collective malice was an unrealistic belief in your power, covered by fragility. It is rooted in collective narcissism. In psychology, narcissism is a strong feeling of deficiency of self value and adequate self esteem. Just as individuals, nations could be insecure and feel an inferiority complex that usually elicits unjustifiable pride and feeling of superiority over others. Humiliation after German defeat in the First World War, the collapse of the German Empire, the loss of some German speaking territories, and the economic instability during the 1918-1923 economic crisis and the Great Depression was a fertile ground for Adolf Hitler and the Nazi Party. You, my work for the right. If you believe that I was sick, that I worked, that I in these years for you, that I have my time my in the service of my people, Give du jetzt eine Stimme ab, wenn ja dann tritt für mich ein, so wie ich für dich Millions left unemployed and linked the depression to Germany's national humiliation after the First World War. Nazism promised a tempting pill of greatness and great future. Just because you are German, you are allegedly more privileged than others. Similarly, many Russians were born into poor, illiterate families and their government did nothing to improve their lifestyle. Their actions embody a revenge to the world for their own inferiority complex for being so poor and unfortunate. But can we say this tendency is a genuine collective phenomenon? And why should all Russians bear collective responsibility for Russia's war against Ukraine? Let us examine the logic of Carl Jung, a Swiss psychologist in these matters. To illustrate it, we will refer to the Nazis once again. Back then Germans were mad at the European nations for making their great country pay billions of reparations after World War I. They couldn't handle the creeping defeat, so they followed Hitler and manifested a warm support towards his insane ideas. But if they committed all the atrocities for the sake of their own security, does it absolve them of punishment, we can find a key to the question in Carl Jung's words.
1: The question of collective guilt, which now disturbs and will surely disturb politicians, is an undoubtful fact for a psychologist. And one of the most important tasks of the treatment is to make Germans admit their guilt.
0: The Nazis were subject to a collective obsession sparked by the enthusiasm for the leader and a manifestation of the spirit of the victors. And so in 2022, the Nazism seems to be over, but the new obsessives have emerged. These are the racists. Like the Nazis, the racists must be held accountable for all the crimes and go through a process of deputinization, aimed at relinquishing imperialistic mindset entrenched in consciousness.
1: The only way of redemption, as I've already pointed out, lies only in the complete recognition of guilt.
0: Carl Jung noted, This was an important part of the denazification. Let's address this issue more profoundly. After the World War II, the democratic world faced a crucial issue. How to maintain democracy and prevent further rise of revanchism in Germany? To solve it, the allied countries had to begin with a crux of the problem. German people. On May 8, 1945, when the war in Europe ended, there were 8 million Nazis in Germany, former members of the Nazi party and other adherents of the Nazi movement. Just to arrest them was not a solution because they were a part of the elite. Lawyers, doctors and teachers. You cannot arrest the whole nation, but you can educate and explain their complicity as onlookers. Therefore, the only way out was re-education and democratization of the German people. To this end, in West Germany, Americans conducted voluntary and sometimes forced familiarization of Germans with the Nazi crimes. They were taken on mandatory excursions to the former concentration camps. They were obliged to watch documentaries about the Nazi's atrocities. Posters depicting Jews and other nationalities exterminated by the Nazis were pinned in towns with the eloquent inscription. This is your fault. The Germans were often forced to even participate in excavations of mass graves of victims of the Hitler regime. The was a lengthy process and not instantly fruitful. In November 1946, 37% of Germans surveyed in West Germany, believed the extermination of Jews, Poles and other non-Aryans was a necessary measure for German security. According to the same poll, one third of Germans agreed that Jews should not have the same rights as members of the Aryan race. What made the Germans reflect was a series of trials caused by late investigations into German crimes on the Eastern Front from the late 50s to the mid-60s. It was the first post-war opportunity to the former prisoners to speak up publicly about their experiences. In 1979, after the screening of the miniseries Holocaust on German TV, the Jews topped the German agenda. 20 million Germans, which is more than a half of the adult population in West Germany, was the serious four evenings in a row. The impact was enormous. The process of healing of society is rough and time-consuming, but inevitable. And our point of arrival is a thesis that Russians need a similar treatment. Not by glossing over their crimes and just condemning Russian invasion, but by claiming their guilt.
1: I would say that today the idea that Putin is Russia and Russia is Putin is quite reasonable. And so, therefore, I would say that it's more Russian war than Putin's war.
0: Reflects Vladislav Inozemtsev, director of Moscow-based Center for Research. When asked, is it a collective responsibility, he claimed.
1: Absolutely, 100%.
0: Still, on 107th day of full-fledged invasion, 10th June, Russian research center unveiled how 80% of Russians confide in Putin and his policies. It always takes an effort to accept your flaws, admit guilt over what has happened, we regard how unbearable it is to Russians. As it is a turning point, there is no other way out of this. And there is no way out until they cease to praise and cherish their dictator blindly and examine the root of evil – Russians themselves. As we came to grips with the collective responsibility, we may now shift to the other issue. Why is it necessary and even beneficial to support Ukraine for the West? We lay it out for you in our following episode. Glory to Ukraine!